0: I
1: am Captain Planet. Scotty, beam me up. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Fresh from Adelaide's Supernova Convention, Scotty and John for another Good News Geek. How are you, mate?
2: Fantastic, Scotty.
1: Uh, it was your first ever convention.
2: Yes, I'm no longer a convention virgin.
1: Well, there we go. Uh, so so thank for- you for
2: taking me, by the way. Uh- <laughs>
1: You're welcome. <laughs> so, look forward to hearing your take and your aspect on that. Along with that, we're going to be joined by Matt from Barossa Computer Services for some good news gaming. We're going to be speaking with Stephen Hunter. I'm going one on one with the dwarf. That's but, what I'm doing.
2: So, once again, you've done another interview where I'm not involved.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bomber the dwarf from <laughs> The Hobbit, uh, the new movie coming out, uh, Boxing Day. We're going to be catching up with Stephen Hunter, who plays Bomber the dwarf. And we're going to have a closer look at what happened at Supernova right now. Good news, D not that long ago in a convention center not that far away young padawan john ventured to his very first pop culture expo supernova in adelaide mate it was a, a bit of you, a bit like a kid in a candy store, or a kid in a cosplay store, for for that matter. You had a great time. It was fantastic.
2: And look, I gotta say, the first thing that struck me was that I immediately felt amongst my own kind <laughs> for the very first time.
1: I actually fit in somewhere. Wow! And you didn't go as cosplay or anything. I know that no. was something that bothered you that you felt a little bit out of place that you weren't dressed up. So we were trying to come up with ideas. I think I had I had j- Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yeah, it's very also, kind of you, by and the then way. Also, what, what they were, they were showing a lot of uh, the Big Hero Six uh, previews, So I reckon you could do Baymax to a T. And all you'd need was uh, you know, some garbage bags and, and maybe <laughs>
2: someone following
1: you with a bicycle pump, Something just to like, keep you inflated. Absolutely. So we've got cosplay ideas down pat for, for Comic-Con, which should be coming up in March. But tell us, what were the sights, the, the sounds, uh, the smells, if there were any? What was it that captivated you across this weekend of geekdom?
2: Well, there were a few smells in line. Yeah, I bet But I guess were. wearing heavy cosplay, you might get that. Particularly when you have a, a completely thatched um, Chewbacca costume. Um, I think that was pretty impressive. A lot Ooh, of the it, costumes are fantastic. Was that to be the Five Hundred
1: First Legion guys? Yeah, certainly was. Yeah, they, they were very impressive, weren't they?
2: And they were explaining about how they they made that particular costume. They have to hand attach all the strands of hair oh. on individ- on like a mesh suit. How long did that take? It? I couldn't tell
1: you. I, I, I wasn't really you listening by hair. that stage. My jaw was on the floor, and yeah. I was a little bit boggled. That's absolutely insane. Did you get along to to much in the way of the the Q and A's and the panels?
2: Well, I did get to um, Matthew Riley's. Matthew Riley is an author, an Australian author, who writes some excellent um, action and thrillers. Um, so I got along to his, which was really good to hear about his new book, so much so that I had to buy it and get it signed, of <laughs> course. Such a fangirl. <laughs> um, that was really good, and I also went along to the John Jarrett one, who I discovered is really, really passionate about piracy.
3: Oh, okay. And not the
2: kind of pirate you dress up as. No, okay. No. In fact, I reckon that perhaps the dress-up for this type of pirate would be like a pair of stubbies and a
1: wife-beater. There was a wide uh, array of guests. You had John Jarrett, uh, also had the likes of Nathan Jones, former WWE uh, wrestler, was there. You had people uh, from all walks of life sort of coming together at this one uh, convention. Did you get to meet anybody cool? Well, look, like I said, I did meet Matthew Riley, had a quick chat with him.
2: Um, As much as you can on the final day of a convention, you know, you can tell their eyes are starting to glaze over. Um, Met him, got a book signed and a photograph as well.
1: Um, So that was really good. And did you, I know that you got given a a budget. The wife let you um, open the purse strings a couple of times. She did. Uh, And I do literally mean purse. Uh, What did you purchase from this extravaganza?
2: Well, I wanted to buy everything. Yeah, of course. And, of course, Well, I couldn't do that, you were nice enough to buy me a Agent Coulson ID from
1: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, a couple of little badges. I bought myself a Dr. Cox from the scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> the show one. Yeah, I, I'm yet to exploit uh, my newfound role at Sacred Heart. Well, perhaps
2: when the new hospital opens, you can go down.
1: Yeah, I could do. Could do. Um, so, I got
2: that ID and I also bought Matthew Riley's new book. Yep. And I was able to control myself. Wow. Because I have an Enterprise D and a Robot B nine from Lost in Space on order coming very shortly. So I oh. thought that could tide me over. So you
1: so very good you were very restrained. Very well,
2: impressed. You see the thing is when I have money to spend, if it's not a great deal of money, I find it difficult to spend.
1: Fair enough. I-, I loved the cosplay. I, I just love that kind of atmosphere that it all brings. Seeing the people walking to and from the event uh, when you when you rock up, it's that's really cool. Uh, I got to meet uh, Austin St. John. Uh, I exploited my media credentials and I walked down and got to meet him and thanked him for being on our last episode. Uh, And the thing that I really enjoyed was going along to the Q&As. So I really enjoyed sitting in on the uh, Power Rangers one with him and Walter. That was really good. They were really great with the audience. They engaged. It was was fantastic. And, gee, they they haven't aged a bit. Like, Walter looked as though he just came straight off the TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he
2: certainly hasn't lost any of his spark or energy.
1: No, absolutely. He was, like, dancing around. It was incredible stuff, but the one that I really enjoyed was with Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime Mm. Um, he's a a bit of an older gentleman now, he's 73, been around the traps for for ages, says he's been doing Optimus for uh, over 20 years and he was really accommodating really accommodating and really insightful I love some of the stuff that he told us uh, about the movie and also um, the series before that, the Gen 1 series but uh, some of the things that I found really interesting were from uh, his role now as Optimus Prime in the movies and got a bit of audio from that, so we're going to have a bit of a listen to that now. This is Peter Cullen's Q&A panel session at Supernova Adelaide
3: 2014. There's a little
0: rumor going around in Hollywood that uh, Transformers is going to try to get back more into the original more Autobots, rather than people. So I'm sure there's a lot of fans that would would love that, too. I only met a couple of actors while doing the movie. And um, I always worked with Michael Bay alone, which is a far cry from doing Transformers the G1 series in a studio with uh, 15 other actors and uh, it was a very lonely experience doing movies. You're working in a room with one person and uh, a sound man and uh, an assistant and a director with a big screen and uh, a camera focused on your lips. Very intimidating. Especially if you're self-conscious about your lips, which I am. That's why I have a mustache. Also, I have a mustache because it hides a big nose. I've got a big nose. Seems a lot smaller when I look in the mirror with the mustache. Shaved the mustache off once, didn't go out for a week. Hey, look at a guy with a big nose. Hey. Anyway, uh, back to the movie. The uh, the exciting part about being in the movie uh, is the premiere. And my first premiere of the first movie, that makes sense. The most exciting moment was when Optimus Prime came on the screen. We're in a theater in um, Westwood, a very famous where I think Gone with the Wind opened up. And then Optimus Prime came on the screen and a whole section of the audience just went up into an uproar. I got goosebumps, I said. Wow. That's when I really got the first feeling that there was a fan base that actually existed because everything else was internet or word of mouth. But when the crowd went like that, I mean, I my heart nearly exploded. I was, wow, they're in this room? I can't believe it. So I started to relax after that. And uh, I just look at the fan base and I say, thank you. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because if it weren't for you, I would never have been in the movies. Michael Bay didn't even know who Optimus Prime was, to tell you the truth. He never saw it as a kid.
3: So they really had no
0: idea, you know, outside of the, the tremendous, you know, scope of, of the Transformers, that it was a big hit and that it was, you know, television series and there were comic books. And, but it was only until we got into the production did Michael Bay truly understand the relationships between, you know, Ironhide... And, uh, which they didn't you know, employ. They had other characters, as you well know. But um, who was Optimus Prime? We got to the script and uh, when I was finally... I had to go back two more times, by the way, to audition for, for Prime, which I didn't mind, you know. And I answered uh, a question one time and I think I said it the other day in a panel. I so, said, well, what's it, what, what, what's it like? get back as Optimus Prime and I said it's like putting on an old pair of comfortable shoes that you threw in your closet 20 years ago and you slip them on you say, whoa, man are these
2: comfortable
0: Yeah, why haven't I been wearing these? These are great and I, that's the way I described it slipping into the, the role of Optimus Prime again so where was I? oh, yeah, so not until I finally was approved by the studios to come in and resurrect Optimus Prime and we got into the bulk of the, uh, the monologues or some of uh, Optimus's opening speech and the ending speech that he stood there and he said very quietly, and he's not very talkative, he said, um, "There's a there's a lot of great dignity in the, in, in your character." <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. And he's big. <laughs> How much did he know? I didn't know. So I was on pins and needles and eggshells for for a while um, until. The uh, you know the production was moving along and he was becoming more informed and uh, let's face it he's a director he's an architect he's a mechanical engineer he's an artist all rolled into one. Peace is the right of all sentient beings till all are one. One shall stand, one shall fall. Autobots, transform and roll out!
1: Christmas not too far away, looking for some stocking stuffers and you can't make a a gamer much happier than uh, maybe some vouchers or their favourite release. Stacks coming out at the moment, we're joined from Barossa Computer Services. Matt joins us. G'day mate, how are you? Good, guys. Yourself? Yeah, we're doing pretty reasonable pretty reasonable. John sort of lost his microphone privileges. It's been stolen.
2: <laughs> they stole it from us.
1: Now Matt, uh, there's been a stack of releases coming out, as I said, not too far away from Christmas, so getting in time to get under the tree. You've been playing quite a few. Uh, I-, I believe you said that on Friday you spent a good three hours at work just playing Xbox.
4: So, uh, If uh, this is going to my wife at all, then no, I was working very hard. If the boss is listening, thank you very much for allowing us to play Forza for a few hours at work. Which Forza are we talking uh, we are talking forza horizon 2 which uh, is the uh, newest version on the xbox one so tell us a bit about that one because i've heard there's been a, a lot of
1: anticipation around this latest installment of forza what's the big deal
4: it is incredibly pretty uh that's, what that's you want. pretty much the only way i can sum this up the in-game graphics are just insane what they can do with the consoles these days. Everything looks realistic. You know, you, you almost want to cry when you take that corner a little <laughs> bit too sharp and, and you scrape the edge.
1: I remember playing Gran Turismo 2 and being impressed that I could see the reflection of the trees on, I think it was something like Fairfield Road, I think was the, the name of the track, uh, that you could see the reflection in the top of the car. But you're right, these days it's just absolutely insane. Like You're almost challenged. I know they did this on Top Gear doing an NSX around Laguna Se versus what you could do on I don't think it might have been Gran Turismo it's just so lifelike these
4: days it's insane it is and it's not just the cars themselves that they've put the detail in it, it's all the background you've got rain falling you're in southern Italy it's beautiful areas you're driving through the countryside but if you stop and you have a look you can see the rain on the road you can actually see your car reflected in the water to the detail that you can see your brake calipers you can see pretty much under this car you can see absolutely anything in this everything is detailed
1: I think I know what I'm doing uh, after this, coming back to your place and playing Forza Horizon 2. What are some of the other things? You were telling me uh, there's a stack of things that you've been playing so far.
4: Yeah, that's right. I've uh, just picked up and just finished the uh, storyline for my first playthrough on Dragon Age Inquisition, which is uh, the newest game in the Dragon Age series by Bioware.
1: The blank look on my face probably tells it all. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> the series Dragon Age is one of the many fantastic games written by Bioware. You may get the point across that I am a large Bioware fan. Okay, uh, they just write good games. It's a it's a joy playing through the story. So Dragon Age Inquisition is the very latest version of it. Uh, it's the third instalment on the game. Uh, I like to think of it as the second instalment because I have blocked Dragon Age two from my memory, <laughs> uh, as have many gamers out there. So I don't, I don't want to spoil too much for you since you have never played it at all. But let's just say you can choose one of three classes you can be a warrior you can be a rogue you can be a mage and you go around and stab demons and bandits and uh dragons dragons, yes Ah, to kind of like my ordinary friday night pretty much yes
1: yeah, poor Piri, you got to watch out for them. Yeah, it's dangerous up there. Wow. The
4: the 3DS. Uh. Yeah, so the 3DS, they've actually just released, in their great wisdom, called it the new Nintendo 3DS, our new Nintendo 3DS XL, which pretty much looks exactly like the older versions. They're a little bit rearranged. The uh, cartridge is now on the front. They've got NFC technology in them, which is uh, is pretty impressive for a handheld device. Yeah, you've got a, yeah, an extra joystick on there now, a little C-stick. I haven't had too much of a play with it. It's constantly in my pocket, just in case uh, I get bored for five minutes, which I'm sure I'll be doing in another few minutes. Is, is it in there at the moment? It's, it's, it's in it there at the moment. It's in there at
1: the moment, okay. Good to know, good to know.
4: So uh, I've been playing uh, is Pokemon. 3DS in your pocket? Or? No. <laughs> 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 up, yes, it is, Scott. <laughs> uh, I've been playing, yeah, Pokemon and uh, the new Smash Brothers for the 3DS, which is incredible amounts of fun.
1: We're talking about things that can go under the tree, stocking stuffers, all of that sort of thing. These are things that you've already played, you're already into, you're already got. What are you hoping that might uh, end up in your... Santa stocking. Granted, in the grand scheme
4: of things, I'm not getting at you anything. <laughs> but, well, uh, I was actually hoping you would, since uh, we are going to be seeing each other at we Christmas. We are going to be seeing each other at Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas. So, I was, I was actually hoping to give you my list right now. Yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's, it's only on seven it's, or eight things. Uh, you that know, all? No, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, maybe just, you know, the, the new Far Cry 4, uh, which I haven't had a chance to play yet, but it looks amazing. Uh, I've heard great things.
1: I've got Far Cry 3 sitting in my shelf,
4: yet to be played. Ah, uh, so you have to catch up. Yeah. I got caught up playing Need for Speed
1: and a few other things, so yeah, there's, that's on the to-do list. Absolutely,
4: excellent. And the other thing I would, uh, I would really like not to give you any hints, yeah, of uh, but as a well-known Halo fan, possibly fanboy, the Halo Master Chief Edition has uh, come out, which is pretty much a collection of. Halo 1, Halo CE, all the way through to Halo 4, remade for the Xbox One. That's on my list as well, just putting that out there, Scott.
1: Why is everyone looking to me?
4: (laughs) 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 And that's good news gaming. Thanks, Matt. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Recently, I got to go one-on-one with a dwarf, Bomba the Dwarf to be precise, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies being released on Boxing Day, Stephen Hunter portrays Bomba the Dwarf, join me to tell us all we need to know about the upcoming film. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure.
3: I think I auditioned for it, it would have been, I think June or July in 2010, and then uh, I had my first wardrobe, I think it would have been October that year, and then... You know, it's still really going. I mean, I only did uh, ADR for the third movie only a few weeks ago. So, you know, it it was such a huge journey. Um, You know, we spent uh, eighteen months. Pretty much, we moved to New Zealand, moved to Wellington, um, which was actually that's uh, the place where I was born. So, it was nice to nice to get back home again. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, like, unlike a lot of other movies, you know, you're, you're you're part of. Like a not only a story that's well known, but also a huge fan base that's already been established. So it's almost like you're stepping into something that's already there. Um, so there's quite a big responsibility, you know, just to, just to hopefully portray the character the, the way all the fans, you know, expect
1: you to. Stephen, can you take us through almost like a bit of a, a day in the life of of Bombor, more, more as yourself on, on set? So uh, we're talking like like the makeup. Like how hairy did they have to make your feet, or were they already that way? Or uh, and just uh, what what was it like uh, a day on the set there?
3: For us all our prosthetics would go on we'd get up about uh oh, it varies you know sometimes it could be anywhere from 4am till sort of 5 or 6am but we'd have to we'd get picked up and then take you know, on set and um i get the big my big prosthetic head and i think you know it's fair to say i had the most prosthetics um you know it because i it took up most of it i had the big ball patch as well so yep. i had a five piece pr- prosthetic head wow um and so i had two makeup artists uh, working on me and you know that took about an hour and a half to get that done and then we'd we'd all trot off to have breakfast so there's all these all these um unshaven dwarves without their hair um <laughs> wandering off into the into the breakfast tent um and
1: then second breakfast of course
3: which was well, always second breakfast yeah like we'd have a coffee and then i'd get the hair and and all the hair on um you know all the facial hair was uh was yak hair so that would oh. take like another half hour, 40 minutes. Um, and then we'd slowly start to get changed. And, you know, we'd we'd put on the different parts of the fat suit. So, you know, there, there'd be, you know, it, it, the way it was, the, the suit was designed was, was very much, you know, muscular. So it would move naturally. And, um, yeah, that would take a wee while. And, I mean, most of the time, to be honest, was sitting around in the trailer, you know, um, just chatting to your mates or, you know, on the Internet or doing a bit of reading or something <laughs> like that. Uh, there, there was quite a bit of downtime. Um and, uh, and, yeah, and and of course, um, yeah, so that was where all our, there's quite a bit of hair there, you know, and of course the wolves don't have hairy feet, they're, they're, they're the hobbits. But That's I mean,
1: true.
3: But, but I mean, we usually, like nine times out of ten, whenever anyone says hello to me or introduces you know, me to people, they, they always call me a hobbit, so I just get used to that now.
1: So. Fair call. Cool. Now the trilogy is uh, sadly coming to a close, I believe uh, it will probably be released around Boxing Day as the previous two have been. So what's next yeah. for Stephen Hunter?
3: well i am it's it's really just just seeking out the next job I've, I've had i'm you know getting pretty close on a couple of big ones and you know it's it's um i it's it's i it's going for for auditions and as i said before you know that are probably bigger than i've done before um i've got a um a local movie coming up um either late this year or early next year which I'll be able to talk about sort of shortly hopefully and um uh, and aside from that i i do a lot of my own comedy i, I do uh, i'm doing sketches and and just developing comic characters and just plonking those on air on my YouTube channel so, nice uh, yeah and you know just invest in some <laughs> new computer and software and, and I, I think that's really the key you know I, I did a short film uh, only uh, on Saturday and, and it's, it's I think it's about creating your own work because you can't really just sit there and, and wait for things and you know sometimes if you find your niche and that's what I've found especially with comedy I just have to try and create my own work and hopefully something will come out of that so uh, yeah i no, it's always been busy I do voiceovers as well and yeah, but uh, it's just you know trying to create my own work, you know, up until the, the next audition comes around.
1: Absolutely, and we'll probably catch a Comic Con sometime as well.
3: Oh, look, there's always conventions floating around. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually in, um, I was in Adelaide earlier in the year um, for, uh, for Oz Comic Con and, and, uh, and Perth, and I've just done Sydney and Brisbane. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a good way to, good way to see, the, see the country, and it's really nice to do those sorts of things close to home as well.
1: And great for fans to be able to connect with you as well. And it's been great to connect with you today as well, Stephen. Thank you so much for your time. All the best uh, for the final movie and beyond with uh, everything that comes your way. I really appreciate your time today. No worries, Scotty. My pleasure. So the Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, hit cinemas, Boxing Day. Really looking forward to it. More so because when that's all over and done with, we're going to get a second Tintin film. But uh, keen as for, for the new Hobbit. I've seen them all in the cinema with my wife on Boxing Day. Not going to be any different this year. John, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
2: And I noticed, by the way, that you got another interview without me.
1: Yeah, yeah. that keeps happening.
2: It does. Mm, mm.
1: (laughs) Big thanks to Matt from Barossa Computer Services coming in and sharing some good news gaming with us. And we also had Peter Cullen from the Supernova Expo. We'll be back in the new year. So a very Merry Christmas and safe new year from all of us here at Good News Geek. Indeed.